You're listening to the Peacock and Williamson NFL Show, your daily podcast on the National Football League, powered by the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to the Peacock and Williamson NFL Show Thursday edition. We'll be joined by Chris Raybon of the Action Network talking about the best bets for week seven making his six pack and we'll go head to head again this week matt and i will make our six pack of selections friday we'll look ahead to thursday night football and some big trades going down in the nfl this football season will be different and pepsi is here to get you ready for game day no matter how you watch pepsi is the refreshment you need to power through game day and become a member of the league of football watchers because pepsi isn't made for those who play the game it's made for those who watch it pepsi made for football watching at BD Peacock on Twitter is where you can find me Matt Williamson at Williamson NFL Matt some shakeups around the NFL the big one we've got to talk about first is the Baltimore Ravens making some moves a couple of moves and actually uh, I mean the first move is more impactful but the second move was was a bigger shocker to me <laughs> and uh, coming to Baltimore a couple of big name players Yannick Ngakwe getting traded twice this season now craziness he's heading from Minnesota to Baltimore and the one that really got me that I was not expecting to see, Des Bryant. He's working out, taking a physical per reports of uh, Ian Rappaport. Looks like Des is going to sign to the Baltimore Ravens practice squad. Yeah, I'm going to talk to Des real quick. I mean, I've been saying forever, Baltimore needs a established veteran route runner. I don't know if Des has anything left. And one of the pro- a, couple, a couple of the problems with Des are, First of all, he was never super explosive or a speed guy, and now he's lost a lot of that, of course. He doesn't help at all on special teams, you know. So if you dress him, he may not even get his jersey dirty. And at least in his Dallas days, he could only align in one spot. I mean, he couldn't, he couldn't move them all over the formation. And that's fine when you're a Pro Bowl receiver. But when you're the fourth receiver or a borderline guy and – all 10 other people on the field with you can't align in the only spot you can align in makes you pretty easy to play against. And that's why we're talking about him just hanging on with a practice squad yeah. roster spot. And you, you see what you get there. If he's not what you want, then it's pretty easy to move on from him there. And by the way, Des Bryant hasn't played an NFL game since December 31st, 2017. I knew it was a while, wow. but that was uh, kind of shocking there. The end of the 2017 season. So Des Bryant, Going to the practice squad, it looks like, of the Baltimore Ravens if he passes his physical. And, you know, he's only 31 years old, so and he's been working out on the side. He's been posting all the grams about being in shape, and he has had some meeting with teams but not signed. We'll see. It's something that Baltimore could use if it's anywhere near the old Des Bryant we've seen. Uh, and Yannick Ngakwe, which I think is a, a fantastic move, the best move so far of the trade deadline. I love it. You look at that Baltimore defense, and I think that's what they were missing was a little bit of juice with an outside edge pass rusher, and he, he pretty much is going to jump in there with you know Pernell McPhee and be that that rush outside backer, stand up, you know, put your hand in the dirt sort of um, pass rusher there to go along with Clayus Campbell and Derek Wolf and Justin Ellis and all the Judon. guys, yeah, yeah, Judon and everybody who's on the uh, on the defense there for for the Baltimore Ravens. So I love that move for them. Yeah, I like it as well. They seem like one of these teams that doesn't have a salary cap, but they can just add anything they want. I mean, it's just amazing to me that some yeah. teams are able to do that. On the field, I love it. Um, I'm curious. I haven't seen the exact compensation. Did 
did Minnesota make anything renting this guy for a week or did they lose in terms of draft capital, what they gave up and what they got back? I do think, again, I like the fit for the Ravens on the field, but I think there's going to be more moves at the deadline this year than ever. You know, these teams like Minnesota that are done, Atlanta that are done, that are worried about next year's cap. I think you're going to start moving some 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 contracts around in the league this year. And pretty telling because Minnesota just switched to sell mode, right? Uh, that's pretty obvious where they're at, yeah. which is a smart move, but you don't see that very often. So you wonder what other kind of shakeups could happen in Minnesota. And they did lose a round in the draft. So uh, according to Adam Schefter, the Vikings get a 2021 third round pick and a 2022 conditional fifth. And if you remember earlier this year, it was a 2021 second round pick and a conditional fifth that wow. went to Jacksonville. So they lost one round in the 2021 draft. Uh, you from, think that Vite second round pick is going to be like 38th? Yeah, a high second round pick that they lost. Right. And now they're getting back probably a low third round pick. So almost, you know, a round and a half at least. Yeah, exactly. Wow. That's not good business. Not great business. But then that also, <laughs> uh, you know, maybe Baltimore and maybe Minnesota didn't get and maybe Baltimore's not getting as juicy of a pass rusher as they think either. Maybe, maybe. I think that's a possibility. All right. A little quick look here at, oh, by the way, what, what do you think about the rumors of uh, Antonio Brown and potentially the Seattle Seahawks, uh, which the, the immediate thing when I thought of Antonio Brown and the Seattle Seahawks, I'm like, you know, from a, from a rival perspective, I'm thinking, good like they don't need a wide receiver and maybe he could go in there and screw up the locker room or something i mean he's not a pass rusher so it makes zero sense for me for seattle they've been linked together for a while uh, last night was our fantasy waivers and i put a big claim in for ab and got him and who knows where he lands i just know he can play and i know that he's out of his mind but i, I my hunches and maybe this is giving him the benefit of the doubt which he does not deserve this has to be a wake-up call for him that if he signs somewhere, I bet he's an angel for the rest of the year, and then who knows? <laughs> yeah, no, then, good point. Then good the point. crazy hat comes back on. On best behavior, because he knows it's probably his last shot. It is his last shot, yeah. All right, let's look at Thursday Night Football really quick here. It is not a marquee matchup. Two teams with combined two wins here. We've got the 1-5 and five Giants on the road in Philadelphia to face the 1-4-1 and one Eagles, who you got, Matt? Yeah, I like the Eagles in this game, and, and I will lay the points, but I think it's going to be a close, competitive game. You said it's not a good game, and I agree with you, but I think there'll be good defenses in this game. Um, say what you want about the Giants, but I think their defense is in the top half of the league. They stopped the run. Bradbury's a really good player. I like the way Wentz is playing. So, I mean, I'm trying to and I say it's not a great game but uh who am I kidding I'm gonna watch this wire to wire in every single snap yeah. and and we've had some games that on paper didn't look great on Thursday Night Football and turned out to be really good games so hopefully it's another one of those but the Eagles at some point have to be able to blow out a team that they should be much better than like the New York Giants and I know you were talking about you know to win the NFC East you would put your money on the Eagles let's see if that team shows up let's see if that Wentz to Fulgham connection can continue as well yeah, and I'm sure he'll get Bradbury, so things are not easy. And no Miles Sanders and no Ertz. You know, like, I, I kind of feel like it's going to – points are going to be hard to come by. And I, I did just say my favorite bet in the world right now is Eagles to win the NFC East plus 150, and we'll get to some more bets here in a minute. But what if the Giants win? They're, like, in the driver's seat in the East. That, how amazing. <laughs> that's crazy. I mean, yeah, right. that's, that's crazy. 
What if they win? That's uh, it's a scenario that could actually happen, and right. uh, I'm not a buyer of the New York Giants, but uh, the the you you did mention that, which is really important, which would make me a little bit uneasy laying. I think it's what four and a half points right now, something like That's that a lot. for Baltimore be, or for uh, for Philly because of how banged up they are. And you mentioned it; almost yeah. all, all of their offensive weapons, aside from Carson Wentz, are out. Their top two tight ends, their top two wide receivers, their top running <laughs> back. I, that's not easy to overcome. Yeah, you know what? I'm taking the Giants plus the points. I, 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 Let's go. Just because I think it's going to be so low scoring. I mean, it might be 18-17. Right. Yeah, they could win by field goal still. So, yeah. Uh, okay, I like it. Let's have some fun. Thursday night football. Let's get weird. And coming up, let's get a little weird with Chris Raybon of the Action Network and find out what his six-pack of best bets are for Week 7 Sunday. Do you want to keep your vehicle running smooth? Do you want to keep your family safe in that vehicle? Do you want to save some money? then you got to go to rockauto.com. It's a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. rockauto.com, you can shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. The website is no-nonsense. I love it. Super easy to find exactly what you need for exactly your vehicle. And yes, your vehicle is covered. Unbelievable amount of vehicles from every make and model. Dating back to since before anybody who was listening to this podcast was born. It's pretty amazing the selection that rockauto.com has. Everything from engine control modules, brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, jumper cables, small big parts, whatever it is you need. You need a new tailgate, you need wiper blades, you can find it at rockauto.com. It's a unique and remarkably easy to navigate website. Their catalog is huge. Quickly find all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brand specifications and prices you prefer. And those prices, by the way, always reliably low. Go to rockauto.com right now. See all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in the How Did You Hear About Us box so they know we sent you amazing selection at reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. Joining us once again on Peacock and Williamson is the great Chris Raybon of the Action Network you can find him on Twitter at Chris Raybon. You can also find his podcast, Action Network Sports Betting Podcast, co-hosted with a gentleman by the name of Stucky that he makes his picks with that we will go over on today's show, the Sunday Six Pack, the best bets, the six best games for this Sunday slate in week seven. Chris, how are you today? I'm doing good. Uh, how are you guys? I know there's a lot going on in, in the NFL landscape yeah, right now. It's trade season. A lot going on in the NFL, and you don't have to be modest. You can let us know about your your five out of six, two straight weeks now to come storming back and tie it up, Peacock and Williamson. We both are uh, 21 correct picks now through six weeks. Yeah, congrats on that. I went head-to-head twice with you guys in my picks last week and lost both games. I had Rams and I had Packers, and uh, neither one of those looked great. Yeah, those were those were kind of the I think those are kind of the dangerous picks of the week, you know, a little bit. Um, uh, I think there were there were spots where I personally had them uh, as like the underdog as the favorite in both of those games. I think it was, you know, the Rams had been riding hot against the NFC East and we, we kind of we're learning more and more that this NFC East is just you can't really be impressed with anything that's going on there. Uh, and the Bucks, they, they look like they have a Super Bowl defense. Oh, absolutely. We just went over the best defenses in the NFL, and the Bucks might be at number one. I think uh, Tampa and Pittsburgh looking good on that side of the ball. Matt, I will say, went two for 
uh, two out of three and and save me there. So we were 500 again for the third straight week in our picks. So good job, man. Would you would you believe so? Uh, last week, like uh, you know, personally betting, I actually was uh, a, a Titans non you know score like 14 points in the last two seconds of that game uh, from going eight for eight. Every wow. other one of my picks hit, uh, and the one that was probably the most likely to win in terms of win probability. Uh, didn't come through but that's 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 betting for you um but but that was a, a crazy game in in uh in Tennessee that was a crazy one yeah you guys had uh yeah Texas on your six pack there uh you and Matt both had the Lions which was uh, e- easy money now looking back that was your first selection too so mm-hmm. uh, that one makes a lot of sense but I think there are some games that we can make a little bit of money on in week seven right oh yeah it's a pretty interesting week uh I'm find myself backing a lot of the teams I faded last week uh, and uh, and fading some of the teams I backed. So um should be an interesting one. I, I've noticed, and it's probably good for someone betting on sports to not get too attached to teams. And I think I got uh, too attached to the Packers for at least one week there. And uh, you've been really good at bouncing back and, bo- back and forth between teams. You've bet for and against multiple teams, I've noticed. And so you're uh, you're just playing it straight. And, and it's probably smart to take your heart out of it. So I've got to, I've got to remove my heart from things, what I think I know and just go with what the data tells me. Right. Yeah. I think it's always, there's a, it's an art and a science. I mean, I, I, I watch every snap of every game. I also am in a spreadsheet like 24 seven. I think both of them uh, can give you valuable information that would be harder to find doing the other thing. So, uh, and, and emotion is, is a big part of betting. I actually think, for example, I'll put another game out there that I think a lot of people ended up on the wrong side of, uh, and that, well, two really, uh, both Monday night games. Last week, you had, first you had the Chiefs coming off an embarrassing loss where they just felt like we are better than this. Uh, they came, the Raiders came into our house. They never, you know, Derek Carr never has a good game against us. They were extremely motivated to go face the Bills. Uh, there are a lot of people, you know, thinking the Bills were like a trendy underdog. Uh, you know, look how well the Chiefs played against um, Lamar Jackson. They, they can shut down those type of quarterbacks. And then the, the, the Cowboys, I couldn't understand the love for the Cowboys. Uh, we know the one thing about Andy Dalton is he struggles under pressure and and the emotional part of that game was that the Cowboys got their this one's for Dak win in the same game that he went down, <laughs> right? So Good point. Good it's, point. It's, like, it's, like, it's like, of course they're going to come out flat and unfocused as they have for the entirety of Mike Marthy's coaching stint with them so far, um, you know, if they already get that win, you know, in, in the game he goes down. Matt, you have the next 30 seconds if you want to gloat about making that correct pick in the Chiefs game. I'm not going to gloat. I'm not going to gloat at all. <laughs> I'm excited to hear about this week's slate, though. I mean, I think it's a pretty good group of games. Oh, that's fantastic. Yeah, so what, what do you yeah. got? The Action Network, six-pack of picks. What's your first selection here? So uh, we are starting off with uh, of the same spot uh, went to last week, and that's a road favorite coming off of a bye. You know, uh, now 63 and 28 against the spread, a 69% success rate since 2003. Oh, and by the way, it's the Seattle Seahawks. They're really good. And everyone just saw this Arizona team beat up on a terrible Cowboys team that was completely unfocused. And people are probably going to kind of overrate Arizona now. And ah, they, they got it together. Kyle Murray completed less than 10 passes in that game. They got 80 yards on one, uh, you know, one long shot down the field. 
and they get another 69 yards in, in on a run that why was Kenyon Drake in the game? They don't even use their third <laughs> string back. Like I, I, I could not for the life of me understand why a team that rides its top two back so heavily uh, was playing their starter to get him a measly hundred yard game. Uh, you know, when, when, when he, something, something happens to him, it, it's a problem in, in Arizona. So, but nevertheless, they looked great and, and surprised a lot of people who bet on the Cowboys. And, uh, and now it's the perfect spot to fade him on, on the short week against the Seattle team that, yeah, has a lot of problems on defense. Uh, doesn't necessarily, won't necessarily win a lot of games big. I think they can in this one. Also a revenge spot. If you remember, Arizona came into Seattle when the, the playoff, you know, the Seattle was in the thick of the playoff race last year and scraped them 27-10. Seattle hasn't forgotten about that and wants to return the favor. Uh, so taking the Seahawks minus three and a half at Arizona. Yeah, I think you said that well. I mean, I've definitely warmed up and thank you for introducing it to me. The favorites coming off a of bye mentality, because I think that's hey, we're the better team. We've prepared two weeks for this squad we're going to play. Uh, I like that that way of looking at things here, too. And going on the road's not that big a deal this time, you know, this year compared to others. I mean, Seattle's offense, I think. I know Arizona's very good in terms of points allowed, but I'd be shocked if they keep Seattle under 30. Yeah, Arizona has not looked as good as its record. I mean, what, they beat no. the Jets. They beat, uh, they beat this Cowboys team that, again, I think – it, we're going to look back on that Cowboys team, or at least that performance, and say, wow, what were we thinking? And they, they still haven't covered. That man, the Jets, they beat the, the Cardinals covered and beat two teams that still haven't covered. They're a combined 0 and 12 against the spread this year in the Cowboys and the Jets. <laughs> I saw that tweet. We mentioned actually on Monday on the show uh, that, and, and it's such a great nugget that uh, those two teams, the Jets and the Cowboys, still have not covered over uh, six on the season for each of them, which is which is pretty amazing and pretty telling about the direction those teams are going. Does that mean we're going to see uh, a Jets pick coming up here on this six-pack? Oh, yeah. Stucky, Stucky went with the Jets. Okay. I, I refuse. I refuse, although I am getting so tempted. Like, I have this philosophy, and I wrote a, uh, an article about it. Uh, it's up on Action Network about the fact that we should judge coaches by, by their against-the-spread record because it adjusts for what kind of talent you have. And, and market expectation is, you know, it adjusts for injuries. And so the coaches that can beat the spread – uh, are generally the good ones, and the ones that don't are generally not the good ones. And uh, uh, it's been a struggle for Adam Gase here, but, I mean, man, is this line out of whack. Uh, it, it, you know, 13 and a half points uh, for a Bills team that's going on its second short week. You know, they, they, they play the Titans on a Tuesday, get scraped. They play the uh, Chiefs, and, and they can't complete forward passes. Right. And, and now they're going to like, you know, granted, it's not a road game, but they're they're just kind of out of sorts a little bit. Uh, I don't know if it's the right time to buy back because you're just not really going to be profitable uh, betting on large favorites like that. So it, it's getting awfully tempting The jet. You know, I don't think any I believe no team has actually gone. zero and seven. Uh, against the spread and we've seen a couple of teams uh big underdogs oh and six against the spread win outright uh in their in their seventh game so this is if you're gonna bet the jets this is a spot uh and and stucky went with it and, and i can't lie i don't blame him uh i think it's it's the right call i have this line closer to 10 and the mark is just kind of you know everyone's piling on the jets right now i, I don't know if i agree or disagree i gotta think about the game more to be honest with you but the jets are losing and not only they're getting killed, but they're losing by over 18 points a game. That being said, I was saying this on a, a fantasy spot I did the other day. I think they might actually re approach respectability when you have Bakai Becton, Darnold, 
P. Ryan, Herndon, Perryman, Crowder, maybe Mims, that the offense might go from laughable to just merely very below average. Absolutely. This is the NFL, right? <laughs> right, it's, right. It's a professional league. And believe me, I, 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 you know, I think I bet the Jets once. It was a big mistake uh, against the uh, the 49ers. I, no, I, I might have had the under. I don't know. I had something. But I generally, like, avoid uh, betting on – I think Gase is probably, you know, he is more so the problem even than the talent on that team. And I think Darnold's a big problem, too, to be honest. Like, I, I don't yeah. know if Darnold is a big step up on – uh, Flacco, we've had about, you know, a thousand or so dropbacks of Sam Darnold. And it's, you know, it's pretty much the worst quarterback this side of Dwayne Haskins. So, uh, but is it, this is the time. This is the time you got to bet in the Jets. Well, they won a bunch of games with Darnold last year, right? He was over 500 on the season as a oh, starter. It was the biggest mirage ever. Was it? I mean, <laughs> oh my goodness. Like, I I, I got to recount this. It was like, so it was the the Raiders on like an early start going from west to east. The Steelers with like D- Duck Hodges, the Bills resting starters in Week 17, mm-hmm. the Giants in a game that's you know it's like in the the Meadowlands with Daniel Jones fumbling everywhere which way, and I think they beat the Washington Football Team who they beat like in the Dolphins they beat literally all of the and the Bengals all of the teams <laughs> at the top of the lottery. The Jets got a six and two, uh, you know, record against. It was the like I they were my favorite uh under bet or one of my favorites i like the falcons as well too which is working out but uh my favorite win total under bets because that probably added like a win and a half to their uh vegas opening total but it was i mean they beat nobody they got six wins and beat nobody that is great stuff that's why we have chris <laughs> raybon on the podcast every thursday here on peacock and williamson more coming up we've got seahawks and jets picks so far the rest of the sunday six-pack coming up This football season will be different, and Pepsi is here to get you ready for game day no matter how you watch this season. Pepsi is the refreshment you need to power through game day and become a member of the League of Football Watchers. These passionate fans are the real generational talent that Pepsi fuels because Pepsi isn't made for those who play the game. It's made for those who watch it. Pepsi, made for football watching. Go to madeforfootballwatching.com to check out the latest football watching content from Pepsi. All right, Chris, two down. We've got four to go. What's your next selection for this Sunday week seven six pack? Yeah, this is one may surprise some people. And, and I was all ready to take this team as a, uh, an underdog. And then I look up, I, I get them at two and a half. And then I, I look up and all of a sudden it's it's steamed. And, and now they're the favorite. And that's the Tennessee Titans. And I think a lot of people are going to overrate the uh, at the loss of Tara Luan, who absolutely is a you know great player and a big loss. But I don't think people uh, have noticed how good this Titans team is and how many points they can score. And the fact that they're well coached, they're, they're also on their third straight home game. Pittsburgh's been on four, uh, played four home games in a row. Now they're going on a road. They, they won every game. They haven't really been super impressive. They've been making a lot of big plays, which, you know, from a statistical standpoint are unlikely to, you know, continue at the rate that they've been making them at. And you look up, and Pittsburgh is bottom five in both early, in both run and pass, early down success rate on offense. So everyone wants to talk about their defense and how good it is, and I, I have a Super Bowl future on them. I do love their defense, but uh, this Titans team is not is not uh, is not going out easy uh, against the Steelers team. You look at Ryan Tannehill, and you know you continue to marvel at how he's turned it around. He's the number one quarterback in the league 
this year in passer rating under pressure. And he was in the top three last year as well. Uh, like every kind of you know, uh, negative that used to be, we could say about Tannehill to kind of knock him down. He's turned around. I think that's a testament to the coaching staff. And I actually, and I've been betting Pittsburgh every week. This is probably the first time I'm fading him. I don't think Pittsburgh can hang with, Tennessee going the other way. Everyone's going to talk about their defense. I don't think Pittsburgh can hold Tennessee uh, to a low enough point total that Pittsburgh's going to win this game. Uh, and I think we're overrating uh, them. Both of these teams a little bit just because they both played nobody. But uh, yeah, like Tennessee here. I thought it was going to be contrarian, but apparently uh, I may be wrong. And what was the final number? Say you got? a little quiet on that one. Uh oh, uh oh, Matt disagree. Oh, maybe we've got a head to head coming up this week. All right, I like. We it. might. Uh, hey. And looking back, I, I, I was like, I how did we not pick the, the Steelers Devin last Bush week? Injury is is a big deal though for the Steelers. Honestly, it, it is. But this is not about injuries. This is not about. This is about who I think is the better football team right now and more capable of winning this game. And and, and you know, people are going to say the Titans really haven't beat anybody. They were in a lot of close games. They're lucky. Uh, they're going to regress. But the, you could say the same about the Steelers. I mean, they beat both the, the, the Giants, yeah. the Broncos. And, and keep in mind, these are all relatively close games. The Giants, the Broncos, the, they uh, both the, beat the Texans. Houston. Right. Um, but but tenant Mike Vrabel, man, uh, there's and Tomlin's on this list too, but I, I just think this is a time to fade. Pittsburgh was on them last week against a quarterback who struggles mightily against pressure in Baker Mayfield. Uh, in my opinion, now it's time to get off. I'm with you on Tannehill, though. I mean, I, I think – he handles pressure really well. I think last year a lot of the narrative was, boy, they scheme him up so well, play action. He's a, a you know product of the system and all those cliches. He's better than that. He's a good football player. Yeah, and notice how uh, a lot of the teams that continue to exceed expectations, you know, are, are the teams you tend to doubt on paper a little bit. How do they keep doing it? Seattle, Tennessee. Uh, you know, New England was like that uh, this week. I don't, I don't, I don't like them too much, but mm-hmm. you know, the, uh, the, the chiefs you know, like don't bet against the chiefs at your own risk. You know, you make it every once in a while, but it's not a wise move. Uh, I think Tennessee's in that conversation now with those other teams. It, it's, you know, they're, they're, they're exceeding expectations, not just because they're lucky there. You always need some luck, but because th- this is Mike Vrabel's legit. I agree. When it comes to the Steelers, are you more not sure just because of their opponents, or are you pretty sure that the Titans are just a better football team? I, I mean, I'm not sure about anything. There's like, <laughs> like if any bet I make, I I probably will say there's like a 46 percent chance that I may be wrong or something. Right? Like, so uh, you can never be too sure. It's week it's week seven, but I, you know, from my vantage point. I just think that the Titans are undervalued because of how they've been getting their wins and gotcha. the fact that no one's really has believed in them. Whereas the Steelers were a little more chalky. And I, but again, they were the first team I bet with a Super Bowl future. I just don't uh, at this at, in this particular match was first first time all year really. I even bet them against the Giants as a favorite, which not usually my style of pick. Um, but uh, I just think this is the time. You know, four straight home games. And now you're going on the road and, you know, Big Ben and those classic, you know, no shows. You know, every year the Steelers have one or two road games where you know, they just come out completely flat. And uh, this this may be one of them. Uh, and that, that line move is really interesting, too. You know, they, again, it was about two and a half uh, yesterday afternoon. And then in a span of uh, about a couple of hours, all of a sudden the Titans are now, uh, are favored by a point. So it's about a three and a half point line move. And what, what did you get the line at? Uh, plus two and a half. Plus and then, two and uh, but no, oh. on the on the show, I took them as a one point favorite. So. One point. Okay. Uh, yeah. Plus one for the Titans. All right. Pick number four in the Sunday six pack. 
The Cleveland Browns. Uh, this was uh, this is actually Stucky's pick, but I, I had already bet them. I, I love the pick. It's a uh, great bounce back spot for Baker Mayfield, and this is how you kind of have to go about uh, betting over the, the course of the season. Uh, I think pressure and, and the O line uh, so important, and, and and in this spot, the Bengals don't get pressure. They, they no. that's not right. Like yeah, yeah. Like, like, is, there's no danger. Their linebackers uh, are bad. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. yeah perfect it's and 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 by the way baker mayfield uh looked like 20 what was it 2018 baker mayfield the last time he played this team just a few weeks ago now of course they they get the backdoor cover in that one uh but that was as a i think it was five point five and a half now they're three and this is not a road game i mean it's in it's in Ohio. Like this is not a road game. So this is just a good spot for Baker to bounce back. And I think you're probably getting a little bit of value on the line just because the Browns look so terrible last week against the Steelers. And this is another way you kind of got to play it. It's like the market will think they were right about something last week and then get proven wrong and then try to like make up for it. So, you know, anyone who thought maybe the Browns had a good shot or was surprised that they got uh, demolished will now be afraid to back the Titans or afraid to back the Browns. Uh, but this is a great spot, great spot for Cleveland. I like a lot of what you said. And and I think that, that all of a sudden, if we had this conversation a week ago, I bet the Browns would be eight point favorites, but they had a terrible showing in Pittsburgh. Now everyone thinks they stink. You know, I mean, like just one game and Pittsburgh owns them anyways. My only reservation is I think that there's a trend going back to last year that the Bengals and the Chargers lose a lot of games, but they're always close. And I think there's something to that. Yeah, I think Joe Burrow is a quarterback, first of all, that's, you know, he's got a bright future. He's going to he's gonna yeah. keep them in games. But I, listen, this is this is the, the whole point. We're getting three. It's three. It's not you – know, we're not betting the Browns as eight-point favorites. We don't have right, to right, right, right. because of and, – and there are and, – and this is a spot, you, again, you have to kind of adapt week to week. So, like, I, there's never – you never want to have kind of like a singular philosophy when it comes to betting. You know, some people will say, like, oh, like, I don't like to bet road favorites or I'll always take home dogs. And, yeah, in a lot of cases – uh, you can get in trouble betting like these, you know, road favorites and, you know, there are let down spots and stuff. But in this particular week, based on what happened last week, based on the rest and the situational uh, and, and the matchups and all of that, it's it's setting up as a good week to back some of these uh, these favorites on the road. Pick number five in the Action Network Sunday six pack is. And speaking of which, uh, the and, and this game is. Maybe off the board right now. We don't know exactly what's going on, but the, uh, the Bucks uh, got them at three. Uh, I I got them at two and a half, but for the show, uh, I believe it was three. So you could go with three uh, against the Raiders, and I think Trent Brown. You know, and now we don't know what's going on with the rest of the O line, but Trent Brown alone is a massive uh, loss for the Vegas Raiders. You look at when he came back, the, the only game he fully he really was fully healthy for was against Kansas City. And what happens? The Raiders go out and score 40 points. Derek Carr had never even gotten past 17 in Arrowhead in six starts. Um, you know, Brown really helps their run game as well. Remember, they're still without incognito. And you're going against this Tampa defense that uh, it, it, it's just vicious. You know, the loss of Vita Vea, uh, I think, is it, it's unfortunate, but they're just so many talented players. And they had no stop uh, problem stopping a very good you know, Aaron Jones led Green Bay running game. I think it was like 10 carries for 15 yards. If they the destroyed Raiders, that offense. Yeah, if they can't. Destroyed it, that offense. 
And, and if you if the Raiders can't get Josh Jacobs going, and they very well may not in this game just because of the matchup, for, forgetting all the other factors that now are going on, uh, that alone is a reason for pause because this Bucks team, you know, Tom Brady, it's, it's looking ugly at times. It's not always as pretty as it was in New England, but this team is, is putting up points. I mean, and I think it's really impressive. And granted, Green Bay, that's their kryptonite, you know, teams that can get pressure and, and don't really have to do a whole lot to do that. Uh, just Rodgers going back to last year against San Francisco has struggled. But I think it's really impressive on defense that they go up 28-10 in the second quarter. And that's a, you know, it's modern day NFL. Everyone's spreading out, prevent defense. The Bucks hold up scoreless for the next three quarters. And the <laughs> Cowboys, I mean, excuse me, when the Packers were like in comeback mode, like that is, that is highly impressive. Like even like, just look at for, for the opposite of that. Just look at like that terrible Andy Dalton drive at the end of that Cowboys Cardinals game. I mean, you're always going to get at least one of those. The Packers didn't even get that. Uh, that's how good this defense is. That's pretty amazing. And it looks like the line's going more toward the Raiders as the week goes along. I would have thought this would have been an opposite because <clears throat> it didn't seem big enough to start. Yeah, no, you're always – I think there was uh, – you're going to get some money on the Raiders. They've been playing well. Uh, I, I'll absolutely give them that. And you look at the teams – a couple of the teams they beat, Kansas City, New Orleans. Those are impressive victories, but I think that's overrating them a little bit. I think they're a team that can beat good teams. It's not like the old Raiders that really had no talent from a couple of years ago, but uh, this is just a bad spot for them with, with, with Trent Brown going out again and facing a defense that can take away Josh Jacobs, which then makes it hard for Derek Carr to keep up what he's doing. Remember, even against the Chiefs, you always got another thing when you're betting, always look out for explosive plays, right? Like Henry Ruggs gets the, the long bomb. Nelson Aguilar gets the, the, the bomb and, and they beat the Chiefs 40 to 32. Is Nelson Aguilar likely to catch a 59-yard touchdown every week? Is Henry Rugg – is anyone likely to, you know, score uh, – you know, get for two catches for 118? No, you take those two plays away, and they very well uh, have could have lost that game. And, you know, Matt, like you said with the other the, – the other – the Browns, we could be looking at a whole different line. So, um, you know, that – the Raiders are playing a little above their heads, even though they're they're much improved. So, uh, you're getting the Bucks here in a spot where – feeling a little like the 49ers last year. We might not get them – so cheap uh, it, going forward if they take care of business in this one. Yeah, I, I'm with you. I, I do think Rugs makes a big difference totally to that offense. They take a lot more shots. Mm-hmm. He opens more room. But, you know, those kind of big plays are hard to hang your hat on. And Tampa doesn't allow big runs or big throws. I mean, like, they, they, they're the total package on defense. Cars going to get hit. Yeah, and and you know that's it. Carr does not like to get hit, so right. it's either he's going to get hit or he's just going to pull a Dalton and start and go back to checking it down. Like Dalton, you remember Dalton starting that game against Arizona? It was like five straight, uh, you know, throws to Zeke for zero yards or something. I'm just worried that we could see that, especially now with the whole O line being sent home. And, and again, the, the Trent Brown injury. A lot of people will probably look at Luan or, or some of the other uh, situations. It, but I think that Trent Brown injury is, is the big, even, you know, even bigger than Bakhtiar, uh, Bakhtiari. Like mm-hmm. uh, I think that Trent Brown injury is just, is just a disaster for, for the Raiders. All right, let's finish this up. The final pick in the week seven Sunday six pack for action network. The Detroit lions. Uh, this is kind of just a, a spot here where you, you're going with 
two evenly matched teams. One's a dog. Atlanta really has had no home field advantage. Uh, now you got that, you know, the, the first exile Quinn game out of the way. That's of course, they're going to, you know, have a great game just like the Texans did when they got, they got rid of bill. And now it's kind of back to earth a little bit for the Falcons. They're still not very good. Uh, and you look at Detroit and, this is, you know, they're not on the buy. You know, they came off the buy last week, but they got some, some, some pretty positive things done uh, during the buy. I think, you know, getting DeAndre Swift incorporated as a focal point to that offense. Now they are dealing with some injuries, so that's something to watch. Uh, when, when you know, when Stuck made the pick, I think it was, um, you know, I don't know if uh, the, the center and everyone had been or, or Jones had been, you know, we didn't know what was going on. So that's something to watch. But uh, if assuming the Lions aren't too injury ravaged, uh, this is a, a good spot for them. Uh, they can beat this team. And, and Matt Patricia finally starting to show some some other things that, you know, made him a hot coaching hire because uh, he really hasn't shown much. But, you know, they, they kind of fixed the run defense a, a bit coming off the bye. Uh, this is and, and so this is a spot for the Falcons where you could very well see the same old Falcons again, because let's face it, Dan Quinn was far from the only problem with this team. It's an inconsistent no, no. team. It's a it's a bad defense. They, they whack talent on that side of the ball. And Matt Ryan re- is, is kind of mechanical and, and, and doesn't necessarily turn in like back to back. Uh, you know, consistent performances these days. And, and, and Julio and is still banged up, even though he had the big game. We don't know what's going on with him. So, yeah, just a, a, a good spot to fade the Falcons after they get the big win. And to your point, if I were to power rank these teams, they'd probably be, like, right next to each other. Yeah, yeah. The, them, the, the Eagles, all those, like, disappointing NFC mm-hmm. teams, right? right, one, right. one big ugly bunch. <laughs> Fantastic stuff. That is Chris Raybon at Chris Raybon on Twitter. We've got the Seahawks, Jets, Titans, Browns, Buccaneers, and Lions for week seven. Chris, always a pleasure. Thank you so much. Always a pleasure, guys. Thanks for having me.